Welcome to Two For None, your favourite cricket comedy podcast, and we are back. Uh, can you believe it? I know you missed us, folks. We certainly missed you. Alongside me is the man, the myth, the legend, Christopher T. Barty. Bardo, how are you, mate? You're in a bit of strife over there. I can see the sling. Yes, mate. No, I'm in, in, in a bit of strife. Um, I wish I could tell you that it was uh, from something interesting, um, uh, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, nope, can't even lie about it. <laughs> What, what have you done, Bardo? What's what's oh, happened to you? You know, as as some people will know, it was in the show pad. I'm a, a soccer goalkeeper on weekends and um, uh, oh, and through the week, um, most days of the week actually. Um, and um, uh, in the midst of a training session, uh, I have uh, stopped a shot um, with my arm. But in the midst of doing that, I have uh, hyperextended my elbow, which has then resulted in my bicep choosing to depart its previously secure position. Oh, mate. Um, So it's torn. It's torn. um, And I will be needing surgery to reattach it. Oh. Um, So... (laughs) Mm. Bloody mm. hell, mm. but but hell. you know, you know. Look, if you are gonna have to, if you're gonna be out, if you're gonna be injured, out injured for twelve weeks, mm. and go through surgery, it's not a bad time to do it, Pat. Because well, Chris, you know, look. Originally, I was a bit agitated that you woke me up from hibernation. Right? <laughs> I was hibernating for the winter, and then you got a bloody stick out. You got a bloody stick out. Well, you know, digital stick. You were texting me and whatever, and I was trying to be like, you know, ignoring you at arm's length. And um, get away from me, Colin. Like, Stop trying like, to make podcasts with me, Pat. Go <laughs> sort yourself sleep. out. It's winter. <laughs> um, and um, you're like, no, wake up, wake up. It's the World Cup. It's Ashes. It's good. I was like, oh. And then, um, but yeah, I'm awake now because I, you know, snapped my arm, and um, and, uh, and and now I'm awake. So the combination of those things all bodes very well for us and for our listeners. Hey. Um, because we're back. There's going to be a lot of content, folks. There's going to be a lot of yep. content. What, a, what an incredible couple of weeks we've got coming up, Chris. Mm. We've got World mm. Cup. We've got Ashes series. And then we're pretty much mm. straight into a test summer, which is bloody jam-packed. So, I don't know that we're going to all- get any time do- off from now to, like, next year. Do you, know what I've, do you know what I've always wondered, though? It seems we're not going to have any time off. I'm just going to ask this question because I... You know when you... <laughs> calls like a hotline or a helpline or something and then they say the following call may be recorded for training purposes uh-huh. have you ever wondered if they actually have used your phone call for training purposes <laughs> and sure what they have the, i mean and i'm what a charming the, well, man you know well i mean maybe they, uh, maybe they have but what have they said about you in the group room because i imagine there's like a group of people uh-huh. They're at a seminar, they're doing or, or, or a professional development session, or perhaps they're doing an induction. And they'd all be asked to assess the conversation. And what are they going to say? What are, they, what, are they gonna say? what are they saying about you or me? That's what I want to know. What are they saying? Um, Where are you going the, with this? <laughs> I, it was just something that was on my mind. I was like, well, if, normally these are the things that I'd, I'd, I'd consider I'd muse over over winter. 
but um, we're um, we're going. We're going to talk about we talk about cricket all summer, and that's great, and all winter, and I look forward to that. But um, I was just wondering if someone could answer that question for me. Like, what do people <laughs> say about you? If you could answer that question, that'd really help me focus because it put me at ease. So, what you're saying um, is, we're now a cricket comedy podcast that also requests advice. <laughs> from listeners about sort of yeah. random sidebar topics well I, I, I thought that's what we were the whole time oh I see I see, um, I, see, I, see, I, see I see I see uh but yeah I mean you know I'm just wondering so if, if anyone works in like a that sort of environment um and knows the answer to that um that'd be great I'd, I'd just be so curious about that hit us up folks um, let us know mm, mm. Um, Bardo, you and I both know that the logistical nightmare that it surrounds this podcast is significant. Um, and mm-hmm. we'd looked to overcome it for this episode. We'd actually done a bit of talking up in the last two about how we're going to do some live correspondent ep- interviews um, mm-hmm. with our correspondents scattered around the globe. Mm-hmm. I regret to inform the Two For None fans that this ended up being a logistical nightmare between Bardo keeping me at arm's length um, me having a packed schedule. Um, I've started doing some stand-up comedy in and around Sydney, which has been really successful. Um, but it's also meant that I've been a bit pushed on the old time front. Uh, has meant that we haven't got around to it. So instead, <laughs> we didn't do it. We didn't do we it. We didn't do it. We tried. Um, yeah. No, but we made a promise and we didn't fulfil it. Yeah, we're, we're sorry. sorry. We're, we we yeah. apologise. But I've got a I've got a I've come up with a good plan, a good alternate plan for what we can do here. So I've got in my hot hand, I have um, interjections, bulletins, and yarns from none other mm. than Tom K. Hawkey, Chris the Goodman Goodrick, and Jai Singh. Um, so I figure, Bardo, with this episode, we're just going to look at the big four. We're going to look at the big four test playing nations and preview yep. them for the World Cup, which begins tomorrow. So, Pat, what, what you're essentially saying is that there's a series of pre-recorded conversations that are going to be used for training purposes. <laughs> and we're going to discuss them. Um, and they just happen to be about cricket. Well, 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 Christopher T. Barty. Well, well, well. I'm very impressed by that. I thought you were just on some kind of random tirade, but you had a plan all along, sir. <laughs> Don't you worry. I was on a random bent. I just got bailed out. Um, but I'll take it. Yeah, no, look, I'm, I'm all about it. You know, this is, this is a thing that I like to do now um, is uh, listen and um, assess. So, um, I'm looking forward to doing that, you know, uh, as you say, yarns, bulletins, interjections, bring them all on. There's a smorgasbord of opinions and uh, we're going to work our way through them. Yep. Love it, Chris. Love it. So, mate, uh, one of my favorite podcasts is a podcast called Pod Save America. Um, If you like a bit of American politics, I can't recommend it enough. It's five guys who used to work in the Obama White House talking about politics. Um, But they play a game called OK Stop where they play a clip or a audio file and then they say, okay, stop, and they, they make jokes. And I figure we could do the same thing um, here with the bulletins and whatnot. But um, just so we don't get in trouble legally, I'm thinking instead of calling it, uh, okay, stop, we call it hold up, hey. Um, so we can right. both say, hold up, hey. Uh, I thought that might be funny. Is that a, is that a joke that appeals to you? <laughs> right. Well, look, it's a good strategy. Uh, I, I think we, I think we should dive in. I think we should have a go. Okay. Um, it presupposes that we've had, we've done we've done some research, but uh, hey, hey, hold up, hey. <laughs> All right, let's crack Who, in. 
Yeah, that's right. Let's go. Uh, this is Tom K. Hawkey with a bulletin from a Brit. And let's, let's play the tape. Tom K. Hawkey here, and I am thrilled to be back with another bulletin from a Brit. Well, finally, the wait is over and the festival of cricket can begin. England have sneakily stolen the sky blue kit from India's dressing room. It's a bold new look, truly befitting of a team who come into this World Cup as the favourites in many people's eyes. Now that's hold an un- up, hold up, hey, TK Hawkey. He's just trying to put the uh, the favourites marker onto India there. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. England are pretty clear favourites in this shenanigans, aren't they, B-Train? Yeah, no, I think so. Um, classic, uh, classic England move. There. <laughs> um, they've always been better at living down to expectation than living up to expectation. That's correct. Uh, and so I think that what um, Tom's trying to do here is, like a rider in the peloton approaching the final sprint, he's he's just trying to position him. He doesn't want to be positioned out front. He wants to be two or three from the lead. So that he can uh, just ride on the tails there. And then at the right moment, make his break um, for nice, the, uh, the finish line. Nice cycling metaphor there, bud. Oh, I like it. Thank you. I, look, I think that's what Tom's doing there. Um, uh, let's hear what else he has to say. Now that's an uncomfortable position for any England fan. We're a nation that don't do well in the front. We like to be the underdogs. Tell us we're the best at something and we will inevitably crumble and fail. But maybe, just Thank maybe... You. We really are ready. In the warm-up series against Pakistan, no total was safe. No, they're, they're not ready. Uh, <laughs> no, they'll never be ready. They'll find a way. They'll, 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 they'll find a way. Um, I think if, uh, the uh, recent warm-up game, Pat, proves, proves that point, surely. Um, I, I, got two, I got two things to say here about this. One is that they, they lost the warm-up game recently, which we'll cover on earlier by 12 runs. Um, from a seemingly uh, unlosable position. But two, the England's first game is against South Africa. Perennial World Cup chokers, South Africa. Not Australia. Not the old enemy. Not the team everyone wants you to beat. I put it to you, Pat. I put it to you. <laughs> that um, as far as big ticket openings go, England's chosen the soft landing. Ooh, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that, mate. I don't know about that. And that's a pretty, it's a pretty hectic call. Um, South Africa are a pretty powerful side, mate. I don't know about soft landing there. Yeah, look, they're, they're, I mean, they're not bad. Don't get me wrong, but um, but I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm not sure about Tom's optimism here. Anyway, let's let's keep going. Tom Hawkey, sure. optimistic? That'll never happen. I don't know what you're talking about. That sounds absolutely wild to me, Chris. If we bowl second, we looked steadily assured, though there were fewer heroics with the ball than the bat. Luckily, this is a tournament that's going to be dominated by the latter. And the likes of Roy, Bairstow, Stokes and Butler won't fear many bowlers coming in this summer. Plus, if one of them fails, there's another one raring to go coming down the steps. This is a squad who bat all the way down to 15. And since the previous World Cup... England have scored at a faster rate than any other team in ODIs. Hold up, he um, he makes a great point there, though. Uh, the England's batting lineup is deep, Bardo. And mm. as we saw mm. last year when they hit 481 against Australia mm. in that third ODI, if they get going, the likes of Butler, Root, um, Bearstow, etc., 
uh, mm. down to Moeen. You know, they they mm. bat really deep. They're capable of putting yeah. on some big numbers in their conditions. So let's not yeah, talk them down too hard. Look, no doubt there, and I think, um, uh, in, in all seriousness, uh, I, I've seen Jason Roy in the flesh um, uh, apply his trade, and, and uh, he is as terrifying as any batsman in one day international cricket. And um, it, uh, it, look, Tom's right; England do possess a a, a very long batting order. Um, I, I do wonder about the capability of their uh, of their bowling attack, but that being said, you know the likes of Jofra Archer and 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 those guys, they are bowling at a at a pretty reasonable clip. It's it, it is an England team unlike any we've seen before. I completely agree. I'm also excited to see how newcomer Jofra Archer will get on. There you go. Only eligible to play for England since March, he's pushed himself to the front of the queue with some seriously quick, hostile bowling. Unsurprisingly for this team, the boy can really wield a bat too. His X-factor might prove decisive if the tensions of knockout cricket start to chasten the free-flowing nature of England's cricket. I'll end here with the obligatory prediction. We're going to get England, Australia, India and South Africa into the semi-finals. England and Australia will just edge through and then, in the final, a humiliating Ashes summer can truly begin. (laughs) I'm just not sure for which team. Ooh. Oh, spicy ending there from TK. Isn't it great to have him back on the pod? I miss that bloke. It, uh, it, it warms the cockles of, uh, of my heart. It really does. Um, interesting call there from TK. Uh, Australia, England. Um, I mean, imagine that. Imagine that. Oh. Imagine uh, whatever the outcome of a World Cup final between Australia and England would be, just the precursor that that would form towards the opening ball uh, of an Ashes series in England. Um, you know, an Australian victory, of course, would have uh, uh, the English public baying for blood. And, uh, you know, whereas uh, an England victory would have them cock a hoop. And uh, <laughs> cock a hoop. Um, cock a hoop. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, almost uh, the Barmy Army uncontainable, I would think. So, yeah, oh, oh, I, I, like, I like where he said that. Well, mate, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's known for a big call there, TK, and I love the suspense there at the end of his end of his little uh, bulletin. Um, I will say this too, Chris, Jofra Archer is a hell of an addition to that side. I've been watching the highlights of that bloke, and he is rapid, um, bowls a bit of sh- with a bit of shape too, and easily around the sort of 140, right up to the high near 150 mark in terms of pace. He is very, very, very quick. And West Indies cricket must be spewing. A oh. year ago, he was playing in Barbados. Um, and has he's a dual citizen with the UK and decided to make mm. use of his British passport. And since then, he's been dominating. Um, and it, let me tell you too, Bardo, he's pretty handy in the field. He's handy mm. with the bat. He's like, mm. he's a serious guy. Um, and could mm. well be the X factor that they've been missing for a long time. You know, a host, they went in this sort of hostile, fast bowling, Bardo, dare I say it, since um, Harmison was at his peak in 2005. Yeah, well, it's just another... Uh, talented cricketer who um, you know shares an allegiance with another nation of sorts and who's now playing for England um, and, and making a go of it I mean we've, we've also said Kevin Peterson Andrew Strauss mm-hmm, Ben mm-hmm. Stokes mm-hmm. from Kiwi. New Zealand uh, um, uh, I have a feeling I could be wrong Joss 
Butler, maybe? Maybe Jonathan Trott was from South Africa as well. Jonathan Trott. Um, Owen Morgan is Irish. Irish. Um, so there's a few of them about. Um, but, you know, I mean, fair play. You, 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 you want to pledge your allegiance to England, then that's fine. Um, but um, the, they've been dangerous every time. And, and, and Joshua Archer doesn't appear to be uh, any different to that. Um Look, as I said, I think uh, Tom was pretty astute with his uh, observations there. As per usual with TK, I would love to see that final be Australia and England. I think it might be a bit of ambitious, but you know what I'm like, Bardo? I'm just prone to find a ship and jump from it. So um, we'll get to that when we get to that. Would you like to hear a bit from Chris, the good man, Goodrick? I, I would. I would indeed. <laughs> I would also enjoy that. Now, it's important for me to mention, just while this clip loads... Um, I have not uh, checked this, so anything could <laughs> anything could happen here. I'm just going to press play, and we're just all going to dive in. Hello, Sunny One Nine. You can't imagine Jeez, like Paddy, it's World Cup time, mate. World Cup time. I'm bloody excited, mate. What a time to be alive! I actually can't believe it's tomorrow. Um, and bloody looking forward to it. South Africa versus England, the opening game. So that's going to be exciting. Um, I think South Africa is going to do, do really well. You know, I think uh, top four finish, absolutely. Um, Hold up. Hey, <laughs> how is he? <laughs> Just quickly. <laughs> so strong. So, so strong. He's so happy. Um, Chris Kendrick yeah. is stoked. A ball hasn't been bowled yet. And that bloke is pumped. He's ready for cricket. Look, um, and, and, and look, well, he might be optimistic, uh, you know, the, the, the likes of Kagisa Rabada, mm. um, you know, the, the Quinta Cock, uh, Dale. Dale Stain, Faf Duplessis, Imran Tahir. Um, I mean, it's uh, South Africa are a very strong team at the moment. Um, and we all know they're good to make a semifinal. They're good to make a semifinal. Are they good to win one? That's that's the question. For that's me. the big question. Whether we actually win the bloody thing, or to, you know, we've got the reputation now as the bloody chokers. So hopefully that's going to change. Um, <laughs> for many for many South Africans, it's a very hard talking point this uh, World Cup business because we've been in so many crucial moments in so many World Cups, and we've you know we just haven't got there. Um, you know, one uh, I still have the nightmare of the you know Donald didn't run uh, back in the day, and then. Um, in 2003, in Durban, Pollock, um, uh, old Polly couldn't work out what two plus two is four, minus one is three. Quick math, so he had no idea what was cutting there. Um, and then most recently, bloody in uh, Kiwiland, we uh, we got uh, knocked out by um, a team that um, should only be playing rugby. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a bit of a a really hard run for the South Africans in in, in cricket World oh, Cup, but. A bit of a harsh comment there about the Kiwis. I mean, <laughs> funny though. Look, um, fairly uh, uh, apt, apt uh, historical description there of uh, South Africa's World Cup performances. What I appreciate there, Pat, is uh, quick math. Um, <laughs> it, it reminds me of Big Shaq. Do you know Big Shaq? Uh, is that like Shaquille O'Neal? No, Bill. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Shaq is Shaquille O'Neal, but there's an English rapper called um, Big Shaq, uh-huh. 
and one of the lines of his in in, in his most famous song, I'll, I'll I'll send you the link, is um uh he's like two plus two is four. That's quick math, and <laughs> that's what that makes me think of. Imagine if Big Shaq had have been present there well. in uh, in two thousand three. Sean Pollock might have formed performed a little bit better. Uh, the great man. <laughs> I don't, don't think he would perform worse, but that's for sure. Yeah. And we do have the, 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 the reputation of the chokers, but I've got a I've got a good feeling it's going to change. This is going to be our year. I like the format of this new World Cup. I think it's good. Um, strength versus strength. Um, I think this World Cup there's going to be um, a lot of high-scoring games. We saw that recently in the warm-up game with the West Indies who put on 400 and uh, something odd craziness. I think it's going to be um, the the team that puts on a lot of runs and puts the scoreboard pressure, I think, is going to do quite well. So I think that will be a bit of a theme. You know, I think the captains might think, you know, maybe it's good to to bat first, you know, put that scoreboard pressure on. Um, My... um, my prediction for the dark horse is actually that team that does play rugby, New Zealand. I think um, they 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 could be a, a bit of a funny team and could uh, cause some some crazy upsets. Um, my recommendation or the the my red the red hot players for South Africa, the guys to watch. I think um, Hashim's going to come right. Um, he hasn't had his form hasn't been too great, but Hashim, watch out for this man. I think him and the cock opening is going to be lethal. It's going to be great. And if that combination fires and gets us gets us right, I think any team would be be in trouble. Oh, Davy Miller, he'll be solid in this World Cup uh, down the middle because we do like our batting collapses. But Miller's going to keep us there. Um, and then Aiden Markham, I think, will do well as well um, in the batting side of things. Paddy, you need to watch out for this man, and so does every team in this World Cup. It's Chachiso, the main man, Rabada. My word. Now, I had a curry tonight, and I won't be the only person shitting tomorrow morning. <laughs> the English are going to be shitting themselves with this guy coming in. Dale's going to be supporting him there. So it's it's going to be insane. It's going to be big, mate. You watch out for this man. Picking him, bowler of the tournament. Possible, possible, mark my words, play of the tournament. Um, Ooh, so yeah, hold man. up, hold up, hold up. God, we just need to absorb that for a minute. <laughs> Just let that breathe. Just let that breathe. <laughs> oh, back. I'm recovering. Oh, um, man. It's so good. Uh, oh, oh, I love it. Uh, look, a big call. Big call. Kagisa Rabana, not only bowler of the tournament, most wickets in the tournament, but player of the tournament. Um, oh, big call. Big call, Pat. Don't know how I feel about it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Hey, what do you think? Wow. I mean... Kikiso is the man. I think we need to emphasize that. I mean, his record is truly buck wild. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to tell. I mean, player of the tournament, but it generally goes to a batsman. Um, usually, I think someone like Virat Kohli is probably on pretty good mm-hmm. footing to mm-hmm. head towards that. But I mean, you've got to back the good man, Goodrick's bravado here. I mean, if there was yep. a South African player to win it, I reckon it's going to be Kagiso. And uh, Chris, being a proud South African himself, I, I can see why he's gone that way. Um, like I say, I've been watching footage of Rabada for the last sort of half an hour, and, and I do believe that he, he has the capacity for that. But I just love <laughs> I just love that he's calling player of the tournament uh, inside before the ball's mm. been bowled. <laughs> That's right. Look, I mean, he's very dangerous, and um, 
uh, I look for, for him and I tell you what, there's there's, there's a few of them, aren't there? there's, there's Rabada, uh, I think uh, Boomer is the other one mm. um, we need to be keeping an eye out for. Um, and uh, I'm just trying to think if there's anyone else. Just uh, on Rabada's stats there, Bardo, he's played 66 one-day games. He's got mm. 106 mm. wickets at an average of 26. Um, it's not as, as good as his test average, which is 21 um, out of 37 matches there with 176 wickets, but it's very, mm. very, very tidy. Um, mm. And no mug with a bat either, good in the field. I mean, it, it is very possible that he could have an incredible tournament and be the man. Be the man. Let's hear some more from, from Chris here, see what else he's got to say for himself. I mean, bloody hell, mate, it's going to be good. I am literally, I don't know if I'm going to sleep tonight, mate. It's going to be bloody great. Um, come on, South Africa. You've got this one in the bag, boys. Let's let's smash it out. We're going to win this World Cup, Paddy. Mark my words. Mark my words, mate. It's been a bloody pleasure, mate. I can't wait for this game. I can't wait for the rest of it. We'll see you later. Well, I mean, that's a gigantic call from... And what we've come to expect from the good man there um, is he's a big calls machine. He's an, he's an absolutely um, uh, a machine for that sort of action. But, Bardo, um, I don't think South Africa are going to win this one. You don't? I don't, mate. There's there's too many other factors that I think are in favour of other teams. Um, I mm. think India are a bit more of a better shout. And I think it's really tough hard to go past England in their own conditions. Um that being said, South Africa are a very mercurial side and, and maybe they could pull it out and this year could be their year. Um, if anybody believes that, I know that it's Chris Goodrick for <laughs> 100%. Yeah, well, hey, look, I mean, there's a few things that I like about uh, about South Africa. Let me let me just say this. I mean, one, obviously, Dale Stain is Dale Stain. Mm. Like, he's still, you know, he's still got it. Um, uh, I just think their bowling, bowling attack is immense. Um, so, Stain, we've mentioned. Kagisa Rabada, we've mentioned. Um, uh, Ngidi, I think, is another one you can't take your eye off. Yeah, um, he's a really interesting prospect for mine. Um, uh, he's only played the four test matches in the eighteen ODIs, um, but he's got an average of uh, twenty-one. Yeah, um, right. And, and an average of nineteen in test matches and and twenty-one in ODIs. Um, so Ngidi, I think, is another one that we really need to keep our eye on. Really young, too, at twenty-three. The same age there as uh, as uh, Kagisa Abada, um, and then conversely, I think what's really interesting is um, their spinners. Um, uh, you've got uh, Tahir, uh, obviously. Tahir, who by the way is forty. Get out of um, here! He is. He's forty. Four zero. If you don't mind. So you've got you've kind of got these um, you know these young tearaway pacemen, and then you've got Imran Tahir. Um, who has just about played for every club in world cricket? Um, <laughs> at least once. If you ever look at his, if you ever look at his cricket info profile, it's got the major teams he's played for. It's literally everybody. It's everybody. <laughs> he's played for everyone. So he's played for some second elevens. You know, like um, I think my favourite one is the Water and Power Development Authority. Wow. Um, you know, you know. But um, look, for a man that's forty years of age, um, you know, he's. Uh, He's played 98 matches for uh, for South Africa and uh, 162 wickets at an average of 24, which is very decent, and an economy rate of 4.62, which is very decent, particularly in the modern era. Um, 
And I, I, I think there's something to be said here for uh, for South Africa's bowling attack in particular. I mean, it's incredibly deadly, um, and um, I, I really like uh, I really like some of the things that they offer um, up the top of the order too. So obviously we talked about Faf Duplessis, mm. uh, Quinton de Kock can can get on with it when he wants to be. Chris is to. in for Hash. Reckons Hashim Amla is going to be the man. Hashim Amla, Hashim Amla, as you said, has been out of form recently. So a lot will depend on uh, Hashim Amla. But I think with South Africa's batting order, that's where you start to see a little bit of the age show. So you've got, you know, Faf Duplessis, who's 34, almost 35. Mm. Hashim Amla's recently turned 36. Quinton de Kock, behind the stumps at 26, is, is one of the younger members of the team. JP Dumini has been around forever, it feels like. He's 35. Um, but then you've got some youngins as well. So guys like Aiden Markham, who's very solid. David Miller, at tw- who's uh, 29. David Miller is Chris awesome. Morris. David Miller's awesome. And uh, and Chris Morris is uh, 31 as a bowling all-rounder. I think, for me, the question as the question mark is around that top order. Mm. Um, how, what's, how are they going to go? How, how are they going to perform? Uh, and um, also in terms of their... Their spinners. So, really, Tahir um, is the primary spin bowling option, uh, and then they has they have uh, 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 Tabrez Shamsi, uh, mm. uh, who um, he doesn't have a huge amount of experience. He certainly wouldn't class him as a batsman, and his figures certainly aren't as uh, aren't as flattering. So. A lot of, as we know, a lot of ODI teams at the moment, the trend is to go with two frontline spinners. We've seen it with Australia and Ly- with Lyon and Zampa and having some success recently. England um, with Rashid and um, Moeen. Rashid and Moeen, that's right. Um, India, uh, you know, with, with their cohort as well. Yeah. So that's to me where there's some question marks over uh, over uh, South Africa. It's a really interesting squad to look at and, and it will be interesting to see how they perform. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you there, mate. Um, shall we hop into our third, um, the one and only Jai Singh? And, and what a what a tonal change we're going to go for here, Chris. And this is one of the things I love about our varied correspondence <laughs> is the difference that they bring to the table. Um, I don't think so many flavors, so many flavors, <laughs> so many flavors, very, very what many. Would you, what would you describe Jai Singh's flavor as? What's his flavor? Jai Singh's flavor is. Um, Jai Singh's flavor is like walking into a scientific laboratory that is uncovering new forms of like. Do you know what it is? Jai Singh's flavor is the meat grown in a lab. It has all of the proteins and nutrients you need. It is ethically produced and it is uh, perfectly (laughs) salted and well-maintained. It is together in a line. It is, you know what I mean? It is specific, yeah. it is delicious, and it is, uh, yeah, across all all points, Bardo. All right, well, salt me, Pat, salt me. <laughs> Hi, I'm back with you for a short interjection ahead of a long tournament. Jasprit Bumrah remains India's trump card with the ball, and Virat Kohli is the banker with the bat. However, the warm-ups have shown that India have a few guys in form to support them. We saw two of the three ways things can go in the two warm-ups. 
Firstly, against Bangladesh, the top order failed and the middle order covered for them. Kael Rahul at number four made an excellent hundred and Emma's Dhoni at number six, he'll probably bat at five though, pulled out the big hits and reached a monstrous hundred from 73 balls, winding back the clock and following up his dominant IPL. India's middle order looks completely different if he is in this sort of form. It adds a dimension that hasn't been there for a few years and makes India genuine title contenders. Secondly, we saw the Hold New up. Zealand option. Um- he makes a great point there, as you'd expect, nothing less from Jaising. Mm. Um, but an in-form MS Dhoni will change the look of their lineup significantly. Um, yeah. Yep. I mean, really interesting call from India, first and foremost. Um, no Rishabh Pant. Yeah. Um, which is a hot take in my view. I, I was really surprised that they couldn't even find room for him in the squad. I mean, a lot of teams not going, not opting for a second keeper. But we saw this guy in this in the um, you know in Australia over the summer, and for me, uh, he was so deadly in the test format, and you could just see the applications that he would have in the shorter form of the game. The knock on Richard Pant was maybe his consistency, um, and uh, and that's why he wasn't included, and whether or not there'd be room for um, room for MS Dhoni, the the man from Maranchi. Um, MS Dhoni is widely regarded in India as as the uh, not even but probably beyond the best one day batsman in the history of the game mm. in in the eyes I think of a lot of Indian fans. His his tactical nous, um, uh, his ability to um, change gears, particularly in a run chase, yeah. and assess the situation, um, play a wide variety of shots. Um, is unlike anyone else uh, we've seen in a while. I mean, he's he as much as much as I, I I don't like to say it. He's he's almost like um, uh, Michael Bevan with <gasps> turbo jets attached. You know, like um, are you uh, implying that MS Dhoni is superior to Michael Bevan in some way? And if so, look, I'm, where's the real Chris Barty? And what have you done with him? Yeah, bring him back. Look. Only, only in the sense that I think uh, the game has changed, and Donny has adapted in a similar manner. So Donny's able to ch- chase down, a, a, chase down a total in the same fashion that Michael Bevan was, but the game has changed. So it's, I don't think it's fair to compare eras there. Sure, sure, but it's, sure. But it's similar in that way. Um, you've only got to look at his his success with the Chennai Super Kings uh, in. Uh, um, the um, Indian Premier League, and you've got and the fact that uh, this is Donny Swan song. Yeah. You know, this is this is it. Um, don't underestimate. Um, uh, you know, Mahi. Uh, that's, his, that's his nickname there, Mahi. Um, uh, in the the big stage, and arguably the biggest stage that mm. he will uh, he will encounter. Um, uh, Jai's got. Uh, I think Jai, Jai's on the money there. Don't need someone we've got to be looking out for. Everyone collapsed in a heap. Don't really want to see much more of that. And the third option is the top three pulverizing the opposition. We didn't see that at all in either of the warm-ups, but that's what we've been seeing for most of the past few years. Hardik Pandya had a good IPL and looks good for fast finishes. Maybe not quite on the Andre Russell scale, but he should turn a few games on their head by making a competitive score become a match-winning one. There are six bowlers in contention, 
three seamers and three spinners, so they'll have to choose the best four each game to join Panya. Jadeja is staking a claim with economical bowling and quick scoring down the order, going at 4-0 and over against Bangladesh and being the only batsman to flourish with 54 or 50 balls against New Zealand, with the overall team total only being 179. The wrist spinners were better against Bangladesh and Kuldeep Yadav shrugged off memories of a wretched IPL to start with 3 for 47. Hold up. Um, this is what I love about Jai Singh. He's, of all of our correspondents, Jai Singh comes to the party with the most homework done. You can tell that he spent a serious amount of time in front of Crick Info analysing some scores. And, and mm. I, mm. I love that. Um, oh, I think he's been watching the games, mate. I, I, I think I think if there's a man that's seen every every single IPL game, it's Jai Singh. Um, makes some really interesting points too. Uh, uh, you know, we talk about having the importance of two spinners. Uh, cool Deep Yadav, of course. Uh, you know, um, was such a handful for Australia. Oh, uh, it was a wizard. Uh, he was a wizard, and uh, um, you know, um, Jadeja's uh, no slouch uh, either. So, and Jadeja the, in the, the important- field, Bardo. That's another thing to take into account. Like that bloke in the field is an absolute gun. Um, he's he's a genuine weapon. Uh, and handy with the bat as well. I think India would be crazy not to play him. Oh, 100%. Uh, 100%. Uh, and I think, yeah, as I said, I, I think two spinners uh, is is just on trend at the moment. Um, so, you know, good good signs for India that uh, Deep is uh, is back on track and, uh, and, and Jadeja is uh, performing his role well. Let's hear some more from Jai. Vijay Shankar, meanwhile, has fallen back in the reckoning. He was picked in the squad as the preferred number four, but was injured for the first warm-up and replaced by K.O. Rahul. Despite a failure there, Rahul was retained at number four against Bangladesh, with Shankar dropping to five on his return. Rahul's hundred must have enabled him to leapfrog Shankar into the first eleven. He will need to keep going, though. All questions will be asked again, not least by me. I'm expecting India to make the semi-final, and then it comes down to how they go on the day. My instinct is they will collapse. If you want a very specific prediction, I think they'll lose to Australia by 27 runs in a match that will be similar to the 2015 semi. 27 runs, AGI. That is gratuitously specific, but I like it. I'd love to see the math that he did to get to that figure. Oh, well, I guarantee, mate, that there are people listening to our podcast that have hurried off down to the local TAB. <laughs> on the back of that... On the back of that, and they've just put that in the leg of their multi. They've just made the leg of their multi. 27 runs in the semi-final. Um, Listen, if you do that and you do win, and when they inevitably happens in the future, if you could send uh, 10% of that cart to uh, two for none at twofornone.com, that would be great. Um, Patrick Cullen on the list. I'll make sure Jai gets it. Um, you can you can trust me. Um, but... <laughs> Any other any other thoughts about India's chances in this well, World Cup? Look, I thought I thought Jai's analysis of uh, India's batting was really interesting. I think he's hit the nail on the head in terms of the three options. Um, um, India's top three, uh, as we know, is as good as anyone going around, and it really depends on on you know on their form. I think we can expect a lot from Virat Kohli. You know, there's every chance that this ends up being Kohli's cup. Um, and uh, but will he have enough support? Um, so how, what's Shikhar Dharman going to be doing? Um, you know, has he come to play? Um, mm. And uh, you know, and, and, and Rohit Sharma and the like. So 
Um, that's something to look out for. As I said before, I'm really looking forward to um, some of India's pace bowling, believe it or not. Um, yeah, it's unusual to say that, but I think you're right. Yeah, I feel weird about it. But <laughs> but I also don't because we know that Bumrah is such an interesting prospect. And I think um, between he and... Um, uh, Kagisa Rabada, we're going to see some special performances. That that's one of my that's one of my predictions. One of the, I mean, and, and one of the things that I'm was disappointing, obviously, was Jai Richardson's uh, in, injury yeah, in the series against Pakistan. Because then I think you really would have had three very dynamic, young, aggressive, slightly unusual uh, uh, seamers mm. um, who could have posed some real problems in English conditions. Um, so, um, you know, and of course, of course, uh, you know, we've got Joffre Archer from England who we mentioned earlier, um, uh, would have almost been the young paceman, slightly weird, um, world cup. And I would have been down for that. That would have been super exciting. And maybe it still will be, maybe it still Mm. will be, um, look, uh, mate, I've got to say that there, India's batting is so strong and their ability to chase is so strong that they, they will have to make semis, and I, I personally think they'll probably make finals. Um, you know, I just think they're that good. Uh, it's tough to see. When you look down the list, you know, Darwin, we know what Coley's like in big tournaments, you know. And you're right about MS Dhoni. It's his swan song. He's been an absolute legend of the side. It's going to be his last tournament, surely. Um, Jadeja's a gun, like we said. And then we've got the mm. quicks mm. and the spinners. I mean... It's, it's very difficult. If India get knocked out in this or mm. do not make the final, there is going to be hell to pay. Well, let me make this point, Pat. Um, uh, in the warm-up match against New Zealand, which they lost, which Jai referred to, um, they, managed, uh, they only managed 179 mm. and were heavily reliant on a performance of uh, 54 from uh, Ravi Jadeja there. Um, made, a, made a run of ball 54. Um, the key wicket taker there was uh, Trent Bolt with oh, yeah, uh, four for point. 33. So what I'm wondering is, how are they going to go in English conditions? I mean, I know the white ball doesn't do the same things as the red ball. I get that. But is sideways movement going to be India's undoing? Good point, we know Chris. they're great against spin, but how good are they against swing? That's what we got to find out, I think. And, and, mate, I think Chris, the man, good man Goodrick, makes a good call there in that New Zealand could be a total dark horse. Um, our New Zealand correspondent, Michael Stick Wood, will be coming on um, from round one. He's sadly out of town this evening. Um, but he, yeah, there's a lot of, I think they could do quite well. Again, like you say, they've their conditions are quite similar uh, in New Zealand. And, and the ability of Southie and Bolt to use the swinging ball is nearly second to none. Um, so you're right. If they can get it hooping, if it's overcast and nasty conditions, then you make a good point. And you know, Henry Nichols, the young man, is a very talented um, opening batsman, um, top order batsman. You know, Colin Munro, you got the big house, Colin de Grandhome. So Ish Sodi's a tidy spinner. So you know what? They, they could well make a few headaches, the Kiwis. 
Um, you make a good point there too, Chris, about the sideways moving ball. Um, big thank you to our three correspondents that contributed to this episode, and you'll be hearing a lot more from them, Roscoe Thatil, and as many other correspondents as we can possibly get on for the rest of the tournament. I'm still chasing someone from Pakistan and someone from the West Indies to come on board the pod, um, and an Afghanistan uh, cricket fan. We'd love to see any of those people um, come and join us, so please do get in touch if you support one of those sides. Speaking of supporting sides, Bardo, it's time for us to talk about the Aussies. After all this time, um, we, oh, uh, big man, give me your thoughts. How are you feeling? What do you, what, where, where do you think the Aussies are at right now? What do you think our chances are? Well, I gotta say, you're gonna be feeling pretty bullish, don't you? Pretty bullish, Pat. Um, because we beat India in India. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that's right. Um, We beat India in India. We came from 2-0 down, won the series 3 Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. That was pretty good. That was a good time. It was pretty good. Aaron Finch returned to form. Was Kawaja was in good yep, form. Yep, yep. Um, and then I, I don't know if you've heard about this young bloke, um, fellow by the name of Stephen Smith. I'm not sure if you've come across him, but... Uh, um, uh, let me... Uh, let me I'm, 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 I'm going to come back to this in a minute. Okay, okay. You want me to put a pin in Smith just for a second? Okay, um, okay, okay. You keep so, going in your rant. So I apologize. Let me, let me. No, look, I'll, I'm, I'm there, <laughs> but I'm so excited. I need to give it a full thing. Okay, okay. So okay, okay. let me say this: um, current, current Australian batsmen that you could make an argument are in some sort of form. Aaron Finch, mm-hmm. yes. Well, warm up games haven't been great, but I'm prepared well, to pay. Come on, come, come on, on, come he on. He was good in Pakistan. Come on, give me a break. He was good in Pakistan. Okay, so, all right, so right, we, right, we right, beat, right, We right. beat India three two from turning it out. Then Australia beat Pakistan in Dubai five nil. Five nil. Yeah, count them. Yeah, it's a good point. Keep going. So Finchy is in, in that form. series. Finchy in form in sure, those two sure. series. I think came back. Came back with vengeance. Um, Kuwaja in form. Um, Sean Marsh in some sort of form uh, I even forget who was coming in at number four but uh, you know uh, Peter uh, Peter Hanscom who we left at home made a hundred we're leaving we're leaving guys at home that are making hundreds <laughs> we don't worry about it we let him we could keep ah, we don't know um, Glenn Maxwell he's in some sort of form he's always oh. in form that guy when is he out of form um, so he, he's <laughs> He's bloody. He's dangerous. The Stoin. Yep. 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 Yeah. Well. The, well. That's one of my question marks. The Stoin is, but the Stoin's an impact player. We know what he can do. Mm. Um, so look, there's some stuff. There's some stuff happening. We we we're, 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 this is all right. Uh, so, Zampa. Zampa. Um, Zampa. Zampa batting. So so here's the thing, man. Okay. Is here's the thing with the batting. I'm I'm still on the batting. Okay. Um. David Warner. Mm. I'm pretty confident has made some runs in I don't think he no he didn't make a lot of runs against New Zealand in Brisbane in the unsanctioned warm up games but he went straight out he went, he went to the nets straight away he's like bloody hell I got out for a duck I'm going to go straight to the nets going to have a net love that and he did he love was it. the love number it. one run scorer in the IPL this year so and he was the number one run scorer in the IPL so again another batsman that you could make an argument is in some sort of form so we really we like that now, now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you'll allow me, I'd like to talk about one Stephen Smith. Ah, yes, the young man. The young man. Yes, 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 yes. If I could be so bold. Please. 
when all this stuff happened, mm-hmm. all this unpleasantness. <laughs> the incident, around, as we'll call it. That's right. All the unpleasantness around the ball and the sandpaper mm-hmm. um, happened. We were all pretty dark. We were, we were dark for a day. We were a bit dark on everybody. We were a bit dark. But I did say one thing to you, Pat, and you can play it back. You can find it. You can play it back. Mm-hmm. I quoted Jay-Z and I said, <laughs> first they hate you and then they love you again. Mm. Mm. Oh, no, wait. First they, first they love you, then they hate you, then they love you again. Something like that. It was very wise because <laughs> what I'm saying is against England... <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the game. I don't know if you watched the innings. I, I watched did. it. I watched it. Um, he's back. Oh, he's back. mate. Did you oh, see baby. his inside out over cover for six, oh. over point? Oh. oh. The, multiple times. So, this is the... this. What do you even do now? What do you even do? So, look, the things that I was... I'm kind of looking at the our batting lineup. And I'm like, well... I get, look, Finchie's got to open. He's the captain. You back him in. He's got. He's a surefire starter for all the games, right? Mm. It's got to happen, right? His leadership's been pretty good. He can bowl some tweakers. By the way... <laughs> yes, Chris? Did you see Steve Smith took a wicket? No! He took a wicket against Sri Lanka, and it was one of their good guys. It was Angelo Matthews. Get out of here. Right? That's awesome. So... This is what this is what I'm what I'm saying, is you've got Aaron Finch. He's in some sort of form. He's the captain. He's going to start. He's going to start at the top of the order. His leadership's been good. I love the fact that he's throwing Steve uh, Steve Smith the pill against Sri Lanka. We had he gave eight guys a bowl. Eight, eight guys. Um, so I love that. I love that. Um, then your next decision is really about who's going to open the batting. Now I think it's a bit bloody rough. That Usman Kawaja is now being asked to come in in the middle order. Personally, I think that's a bit bloody rough. I agree with you. I think we're, are we in agreement that we go um, Finchy Kawaja Smith? Surely, surely oh, we do that. Look, that's that's where I'm at. I also think, and I'm um, look, don't, no shock to regular listeners where I'm going here. I am quite happy. Well, no, look, I would have Smithy coming in four and I'd have Marsh coming in three. Oh, of course you would, Bardo. Of course you right? would. Right? That, that's what I... Because Smithy likes coming in four. He likes it. And Sean Marsh has been making some sort of runs there recently, right? And we know that Sean Marsh, yeah, he might get out for 10, but he also might win you the game off his own bat. So I think you take the good with the bad there. Now, who do you push out then, mate? So so talk me through here how this goes. So we're going... For the, for the Bardo 11, we look Finch, Kawaja, Marsh, um, Smith, then who? Then you got then you got five. You got, you, you got your number five batting position. For me, for me, um, and I think that uh, people may disagree with me here, and that's okay, that's okay, uh, is uh, for me, it's, it, I, would, I would be, I'd be having Glenn Maxwell at five mm-hmm. myself. Um, the Stoin at six? Ma- yeah, well, this is now, now here's the thing. Um, the Stoin at six, uh, I, I think most likely. I actually don't mind the idea. He may hate, he probably won't like the idea. I don't mind the idea potentially of having Davy Warner as a floater. Mm-hmm. We've seen what he can, we've seen what Why he can do. Why would you do that with Maxwell, though, mate? If you're going to have a floater, well, float Maxi. 
Well, Maxi can do that too. But I'm just saying, I think there's a couple of guys, a couple of boppers that you've got a bit of flexibility with. Because Australia seems to like to back end their innings with explosiveness. Mm. So we sort of like to bat through the first 30 overs, lay a solid foundation, and then go hard the last 20. Um, to me, that seems to be the read. I, I would think, could I mean, I mean, it would be interesting for me to have Maxwell and, and Warner at the crease with 15 to go. I mean, just yeah, me. I mean, I hear I'd like there. to see it. No one else. I don't think anyone else will agree with me on. And I don't think it will happen. But I'd like to see it. Um, uh, Stoyan, uh, Marcus Stoinis, I think, will ultimately get a game uh, and and will push somebody out. Um, uh, my concern with Stoyan at the moment, much as I, as I love him, is um, his bowling's all right. Um, uh, his batting's been a little bit inconsistent. Uh, not quite what, perfect as of yet, but that's okay. Um, we have a bit of depth here, Pat. We have a bit of depth. We've got a bit here. of depth, Chris. But I think you've got, got to play the Stoin because in English conditions, we need to have three seamers, right? And if we want to play two spinners, Stoin's the only seam bowling all rounder, so he's got to be inside. Well, yeah. I mean, look, interesting. What interesting one is? I think I think if you were to not play Stoinis and you were to play the extra batsman like I'm proposing, what that means is that Glenn Maxwell probably has to bowl more overs than not um so that's the that's the thing mm. that's the there's a squeeze there's a squeeze there's happening a squeeze. there's a squeeze happening with with the batting order but it's a good squeeze good squeeze it's a, talk to me about your good, bowlers bardo good talk squeeze. to me about your bowlers the bowlers well because you gotta play carry at seven right you gotta, gotta play carry at seven i think yeah. carry carry and finch are the ones two ones that kind of pick themselves yeah. in locked. terms of by by virtue of their position and you know their form is 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 pretty is, is not is pretty good. And Carey's been picked as the uh, specialist wicketkeeper, so he's got to play. Um, in terms of the bowlers, really interesting here, really really interesting. I mean, as I said, just devastating that Dry Richards not, not available. The two guys that pick that will play every game in this series for me, Zampa and Nathan Lyon, both are bowling extremely well, extremely well. Mm. Um, they're a lock at this point. So then the question becomes. If if Stoinis is likely to be your third seamer as we think he will be, with some help from say Smith and uh, and Maxwell bowling some tweakers and maybe Finch, um, who are you? Who are your two seamers? Well, mate, it's got to be Stark and Cummins. Like they also well, pick themselves. Surely, does it though? Does it? Because yeah. I, I'm giving you I'm giving you Cummins. Hundred percent. You got to play him. Got to play him. He's red hot. Um, uh, he's in form. His batting's awesome. Um, you know, so he can add some lower order hitting. We've talked about how England bat so deep. With, um, I mean, a lineup that goes down to Cummins, uh, you can still win a game there if you're six down. You know, and you've got fifty to make off five. Um, Stark can obviously swing the willow. There's no issue there. He can can uh, he can bat a bit? Is he the same Mitchell Stark of four years ago? That's the big question. That's the big question. The only reason why I throw... I, I think you're right. I think he still is the first choice. Um, but I still see a, I still see a squeeze here, Pat. I see a squeeze. You just want to fit Nathan um, Coulter Nile into this side, Chris. You do. I can see it in your heart. I can see it in your eyes. And and I just don't know that it's going to happen, B-Train. Look, the other... Maybe the on certain actually, grounds. Maybe on certain yeah. grounds. But the, the, the guy I'm actually thinking of here is Berendorf, mate. Oh, the dwarf. The, the dwarf. dwarf. The dwarf. Um, let me give you some. Uh, let me give you some facts here. Do while you're finding that, um, 
Listen, for me, it works like this. Finch, Kawaja, Smith, um, Maxwell, Stoinis, maybe Warner, maybe Sean Marsh comes in up higher than that, something like that. I'm a, I'm a bit sus about that number six position. Um, somebody yourself, I guess. Carey comes in at seven. Um, Cummins, Stark, Lyon, Zampa, 11. I think that I think that's going to be the go-to, and I think they will mess with it. You know, if they get yeah. a real green seamer, then they'll they will probably only play yeah. two spinners. But I think that having Maxwell and having um, having Maxwell and having um, dear old Stoinis in your side, as well as the other guys that can bowl a few overs, that should get you through the middle. The danger yeah. now, Chris. And this is what we saw in England's dominance. And we see it from the West Indies too in their most recent game. Time was that you'd spend the first 10 overs trying to crack it out of the ground. You'd spend the last 10 overs trying to crack it out of the ground. You'd spend the middle overs just trying to dink it around. Now, teams are trying to smack it out of the ground from ball one to the last ball, the 50th over. So yeah. it changes how you bowl. Um, yeah, look, I, 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 I think, I think your, your, your eleven there is is pretty spot on. I think that's probably is the first choice eleven. I guess again, what I'm excited about though is the depth. Yeah. Of what we're talking about here, so Berendorf for me has been pretty solid, um, without, you know, without maybe being super spectacular, but very handy citizen. Um, and look, I fully recognise that that uh, Coulton Isle, um, uh, they took the long handle to him. Oh. Recently, um, recently against England, I I do I do appreciate that, but his career figures are pretty good. I'm not career doubting that, mate. He's good. great with the bat and he's handy in the field. He's mm. injury prone, but he's bloody awesome in that NCN. No one's denying that yep. for sure. So you know, and then and then Cam Richardson. Uh, have you have you seen Cam Richardson's off pace deliveries? Yeah. His slower balls. Yeah, Woo. and on English um, conditions, when it's seeming around, he can be very 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 mm, dangerous. Mm. So I think look look we we haven't really offered much there other than saying that everyone's <laughs> conjecture, other than conjecture and saying that everyone's pretty good, um, but I think we can be pretty excited. I I I think this is a team. Twelve months ago, we were looking at this and we we're going, we're screwed. Yeah. You know, I think this uh, we're we're in a we're in a world of hurt here, but I think we've managed to refine our eleven to find something that's going to work. Um, and uh, and there is some variation in there as well, really, with, with whichever 11 you put out on the park. Yeah, as I said before, we had eight bowlers the other night. Yeah. Eight. Um, so you've got, you know, different options that can, uh, you know, if something isn't working, you can throw the ball to a Maxwell, you can throw the ball to a Smith. Uh, Marcus Stoinis can give you some overs. Um, you got options. Uh, you know, lots of options. And then, and then it's horses for courses. Horses for courses. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think Cummins and Stark is probably still the premier bowling tandem for the pace option. Um, but Berendorf, Coulton Isle, and uh, I think uh, and uh, and Rich- Richardson of the Kane variety all offer things which are slightly different. And should any of our players go down with injury, we can feel confident with the backups that we have. Yeah. Um, and so that's exciting. That's exciting. With the exception um, of um, Alex Carey, who cannot get injured. Um, he needs to stay up on his two feet. But I, well, outside of yeah, that, and- I do completely agree with you, mate. Um, Bardo, we are coming to the end of our time. And I think we should just take this last couple of minutes to uh, be excited about playing Afghanistan on um, the weekend. And, I mean, I think we're going to take them. 
but I think it should be a really good game. The the person I wanted to bring up with you was Rashid Khan. Did you ever get to catch mm. a bit of this guy when he was bowling for the strikers? A um, little bit, a little bit, yep. Earlier in the year. So he bowls, he's a leggy, and he bowls quick. He bowls around sort of the 88 to sort of 90k mark. But um, numerous people have said that he's very, very, very difficult to pick. He's wily, and he puts the batsman under pressure. So he's going to be the key man for Afghanistan. Um, mm. They've got mm-hmm. a couple of other batsmen who've been in uh, relatively pretty good touch um, here and there. But, yeah, Glenn Maxwell was saying that he found um, Rashid difficult to pick at times. Um, with, as you mentioned, the West Indies are, are coming right back. And, and you know, we talked about their, their side off air, I think. But um, with the return of Chris Gale to the Windies and Darren Bravo, Andre Russell, Carlos Braithwaite, Camille Roach, um, you know, I wanted to take a quick second, Chris. When you said that they could be a dark horse for this World Cup, I sledged you and I said that you were talking absolute rubbish. Well, uh, I, I, you know, when you think about the fact the Windies beat New Zealand, New Zealand beat India, um, mm. the whole thing, this is going to be anyone's tournament, Chris. It's going to be anybody's tournament and I, I can't wait for it to start. Well, Paddy, let me hit you with some career figures for Rashid Khan. Hit me. Let me hit you with some career, career figures. Okay, okay, okay. I'm strapped in. Uh, 59 matches. 59 matches. 125 wickets. Best bowling, 7 for 18. An average, an average of 15... (laughs) Point three three. Okay. All right. Okay. And look, a lot of those games would have been against associate nations. We will say that, but they are still incredible figures in whichever way you look at it. You still got to bowl them. 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 Um, and uh, look, if we look at recent performances for Rashid Khan uh, against international opposition, two for 41 against Ireland, two for 27 against Pakistan in Bristol. Um, and then number thirty, number thirty-two against England. Uh, tell you what, uh, you're right. He's one to watch. Uh, also, a pretty handy economy rate there of three point nine. So we'll have to wait and see. I think yeah, you're right. He's uh, he's someone that can be one to watch. He, there are a number of exciting bowlers here in in what's been billed as a batsman's World Cup. Uh, yep. So don't count off the uh, don't count off uh, the bowlers, mate. I think that's going to be that's going to be interesting to watch. As you say, Afghanistan. Um, you know, uh, a developing nation, a fastly, a fast developing nation, because they did knock off Pakistan the other day, and um, not one we could take for granted. I, I just, I, I initially wasn't a fan of this new format where they've where they've condensed it and and lowered the number of teams participating. But actually, I think it has a potential to be a pretty um, even contest. Mate, I, I think that you, yeah, you make an excellent point. I think there's going to be a lot of even contests around there. Um, and and look, like Afghanistan are just coming in off the back of a big win over Ireland. Um, they made 305 in that game um, pretty recently. Mohammad Shazad with a blistering century. So um, they can do it. They can do it. And, and you know, it's great to have them around. Chris, uh, I think that should be the it for us. I reckon we should call it there. Um, but, mate, before we go, any final thoughts from you, Bardo? Mate, I'm just looking at photos of my dog who went to the groomers today and he looks bloody amazing. I've got to be honest, they've done a top, top-notch job there. 
We'll be going back to this one. Um, Is he as stoked as Chris the Goodman Goodrick about um, the cup starting tomorrow? He looks pretty wrapped. He looks pretty wrapped, and I'm pretty wrapped for him. And uh, wrapped for Chris Goodrick, wrapped for Jai Singh, wrapped for Tom Hawkey. We're all optimistic, aren't we? We got we got four optimistic countries. Um, and I think, look, Pat, you know what? You know what I've learned. I've, you know what I've learned. What do you learn, Chris? It doesn't matter what they say about you when you review the tape. Doesn't matter, as long as you're happy with what you've said. Well, we've all learned something today on Two for None. Thank you so much for tuning in, ladies and gents. Make sure you share the podcast, spread it around. Um, you get your cricket-loving mates in and around it. Enjoy the World Cup. We'll be back at regular intervals through the Cup to update you. We're going to have correspondence from all around the globe, so be excited about that. Um, thank you so much for your time, ladies and gentlemen. Like, rate, subscribe in the iTunes store. We really appreciate that. And in the meantime, I only have one thing to say, which is... Go with those, ladies!